Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome into another episode of Leftovers Podcast. Derek Kramer. Frank Curry. I can't believe I have to deal with Chad Kelly, people. <laughs> what is wrong with you guys? Do you need a hug? Or uh, Probably the hug. They, they probably need the or hug. Or do you need to see that if Josh Yellen is good, does it even matter? Yes, as- that's how we're starting the show right now. Because <laughs> my morning, thank you, Sal, for uh, pumping up. And given hype to the article that I had written at WGR550.com comparing the quarterbacks of the first round draft class. However, it devolved into a Chad Kelly conversation because of comments. And there is nothing that can trigger me quicker than a discussion about the Bills should have Chad Kelly. First off, nobody cares about Chad Kelly outside of Buffalo or Denver. You want to know why? Because to those places, everywhere else, he's just a seventh round pick. Yeah. To Denver, well, he's your backup quarterback because Paxton Lynch just sucks. And see that coming. He is the nephew of a Hall of Fame quarterback. Nephew. That's it. That's all. That's he's like. That's it. If he was Jim Kelly's son, it you, there would be a little bit more to it, wouldn't there? No, no. It's just the fact that he is family. That's fine. Okay. That's a, that's an acceptable tie. It's just that there are people still clamoring that he is the second coming to quarterback Jesus because he is the relative of the last good Bills quarterback that we've had. And you want to know what I have to say to that? Why the hell do I still, to this day, have to deal with it after we've drafted not one, but two quarterbacks that weren't Chad Kelly by the time that he was draft eligible? Why? Do you people need to continue to shove this down my throat? I thought I won the day that they took Nathan Peterman because of the fact that it meant they weren't going to take Chad Kelly. I tore a collar apart immediately after they said that we should have had Chad Kelly. And, oh, yeah, forget about his off-field issues. Oh, yeah, well, what about Marcel Darius? Are you worried about those off-field issues? Because if you are, then you're being a hypocrite. (laughs) And that's what I had to do. I will never forget that day. (laughs) Day three of the draft, we had Mark Schofield on the minute that we had Peterman take that was, uh That was on a Saturday. I was here at It was BN. day three of the draft. Yeah, you better bet it was a Saturday. And yeah. you know it was a Saturday because you saw me running victory laps. Yeah, yeah. Derek was running around the place being like, oh, my God, the Bills took Nathan Peterman. I mean, they're not taking Chad Kelly. My first question to sell after the Peterman selection was, does this close the book on Chad Kelly? Sal said never say never, of course, because, you know, things do happen. Right. But then it's then he said this pretty much does put the nail in the coffin on, the, on any potential selection of Chad Kelly. Right. And it turns out, well, that was true. And then the Broncos, because John Elway and Jim Kelly are buddies, took him with the last pick. The man would have went undrafted if the Broncos didn't have the last pick. I'm telling you all right now. Mm-hmm. He would have been an undrafted free agent. Mm-hmm. He would have been an injured undrafted free agent. You know what that would have meant? He wouldn't have been signed. Mm-hmm. If he's good. Cool. Cool. Because I will guarantee you the man never would have been good in Buffalo. One, any sort of off-field issues have come in Buffalo. With the AK-47 comment which i don't think the guy actually has an ak-47 he's just talking trash and then getting into a scuffle at a high school football game because his brother got rocked on a play oh yeah i remember that video Yeah, you remember that video i remember that video forget about that yeah that was 
Yeah, because his brother goes to uh, or and, went oh, to. Yeah. I don't know if his St. brother's. Joe's. Yeah, St. Joe's. Yeah. And B, ready for B, we have Coach Process. Do you think Coach Process would have tolerated any of that crap? No. The Bills dra- passed on him six times over for a reason. They had six picks. They didn't pick him. They didn't want him. They didn't think that the talent was going to be worth the headache. I just laugh at everything so, Kelly does. I laugh at everything Chad Kelly does because he's from St. Joe's. Because I went to Cardinal O'Hara, uh, and at the time, they were rivals. And they probably are still rivals today. Probably. But it was bigger rivals because at the time, both schools' football teams were in a were in this were not only in the same uh, conference, but it was they were usually the two teams at the top every year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, look. Yeah, this show, this podcast had to start that way. And I'm sorry that it did. I've wasted enough breath on Chad Kelly. Yeah, because, keep- again, Coach Process didn't want him. I was also in high school when uh, Kelly was playing there. And guess what? If Josh Allen's good, who cares? Yeah, seriously. And. Signs are pointing that way anyway, so why should it matter? That's it. I, I, I'm, do- I'm, it's, it, and I'm it, done. It's, it's because pe- I am 110 people... I'm 110-effing percent done. Yeah, and it's it's for a dumb reason, too. It's only because he's from here. Yeah. And he's looking... like It's not even the fact that Chad Kelly is good. He's looking good in preseason, and he's from here. To be fair... Josh Allen's looking good in preseason. If I have to go fair with fair here, right. they're looking good in the preseason. Right. But guess what? They're both looking good in the preseason. But one has more potential than the other. Oh, and this is the Bills quarterback. If y'all try to say that they should trade for Chad Kelly, I th- I'm not even going to try to kick you in the balls. I'm going to kick myself in the balls, okay? <laughs> well, I mean, I know not you, Frank, but like people that would suggest it. I'm just going to hit myself. Right. Because... Are we allowed to say that, by the way? Um, <laughs> that's a podcast. Uh, <laughs> but it just my, – my brain is melting from the rage. I just look at it as Chad Kelly is more comparable to what Jeff Toole did in training camp and preseason, however many years ago that was. I wouldn't say it's that more, necessarily. It's – but it's but to Josh Allen though. That's my that's what I'm oh, saying. Okay. Like Allen has the potential. He's got the high ceiling. Kelly does not. Right. And if Kelly has the high ceiling, he would have been drafted higher. All right. And he probably wouldn't have been Oh, I can't say anything about the off the field stuff because you can't really control that. But he would have been drafted higher. And maybe he would have garnered interest from the Bills at the time. We don't know that. The Bills didn't see the ceiling. That the ceiling, so they took Peterman, who has a higher ceiling than Jack Kelly. No, he has a higher floor. There's the difference. Okay, Peterman's a safer prospect. Sure. Whereas Chad Kelly is straight up a prospect. Now you know what I think we should do. Could we not talk about this anymore? Never talk about Chad Kelly ever again. Sure. Well, the only uh, reason I started well, the show off with the this The only way, reason we're ta- people in Buffalo talk about Chad Kelly is because he's doing good in preseason. And he overtook Paxton Lynch. Okay. We all knew that, pa- that Paxton Lynch pick was going to be a bust, right? I mean, I don't think anyone thought it was going to be this bad. But we figured it was, wasn't going to be good. It wasn't going to be great, I didn't think. But I didn't hate the prospect either. I thought all three quarterbacks in that class were going to be fine. I thought Goff was going to be a star. Wentz was going to be right behind him. And right. then that Paxton Lynch was going to be okay. I didn't think that the man couldn't beat out Chad Kelly for a backup spot. Backup spot. All right. I've said that name way too many damn times this episode. Okay. And the reason I had to was because of the fact that these fans are creeping out right now because the guy's actually playing halfway decent and got promoted to the backup job because Paxton Lynch just is awful. So thanks. Appreciate it. 
Now you got to hear do you want my to talk rant about, on it. Do you want to talk about Friday? Yeah. Why don't we talk about what actually happened? What the Bills' current quarterback is? Oh my God, I'm they, pissed off. They, today. they they won a game though. I'm pissed off today. They, they got their first win of 2018. Frank, you want you like you know like you you sometimes look forward to me being crazy pissed off. Today is it? Yeah. Because I've been I, pissed I, off I, for I no goddamn I, reason today. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'm, okay. Okay. My so brain let's, is just melting. All right. Rage. Let's let's. Because I looked. Okay. At my, let's dive into it. Because let's I dive looked at my it. stupid phone like a stupid person just now, and I'm seeing more about him. You really? Yes. Ah. All right. Put your phone away. Throw your phone across the room. You know what? Come at me at Derek Kramer WGR. Bring it. I will eviscerate each and every one of you now. <laughs> because Chad freaking Kelly continues to be part of my mentions. All right, all right. All right. Frank, talk about the game. I can't talk right now. <laughs> they got their first win of 2018. That's not the important part, Frank. Talk I about know. the important part. Okay, fine. E.J. McCarron broke his collarbone. And he's out till, like, what, late October, early November? Diagnosis generally would be around four to six weeks, so yeah. I would say around that time. Yeah, late September. My buddy broke, I, I had a, one of my, a close friend of mine broke his collarbone, like, right after high school. And he was in the sling for at least, like, two months. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's, that's where, probably what we're looking at. Now, question is... Where do the Bills go from here with their quarterbacks? Now you have two, Peterman and Allen. Yeah, it's becoming a two-man race. and Which, did it, didn't it feel like it was becoming those two anyway? I didn't necessarily think that. I always thought McCarron was still going to be a relevant piece to this until he was forced out of the conversation. Right. I also thought, though, that McCarron was going to show better than what he did before he got forced out of the conversation. Right. Three of now, six, 12 yards, not really going to sign a lot of confidence onto me here. Look, I know the offensive line is not doing too hot there, but you know something else? A.J. McCarron has been a guy throughout training camp who has taken sacks yeah. in situations where you can't get hit. Now, So I'm not saying that A.J. McCarron was necessarily the end-all, be-all. Because when we did our expectations versus what we wanted, I expected it to be McCarron. Yep. I wanted Peterman for the revenge game against Los Angeles. Well, that might happen now. That now might very well happen. That might happen. Because for as well as Josh Allen Because I expected Peterman, too. Yeah. You've expected Peterman. For as well as Josh Allen has played, Nathan Peterman has been going toe-to-toe with that. Yeah. Yeah. He has been just as impressive with his consistency all mm-hmm. throughout and his quick release. I still think he's got a problem going opposite side field, long side on a throw. Throwing to the right on an out pattern or a hitch pattern to the sideline, it looks like he still labors to do it, and the ball doesn't get there as fast as most other passes will from him. Yeah. But the man cannot be denied for what he has been doing. He did have a couple of three and outs from that game against Cleveland. And that was with the third team. And part of that is, yes, you're working with the third team. But furthermore is this. Nathan Peterman, at the end of the day, has been producing. Mm -hmm. This coaching staff likes him. Mm -hmm. And if they truly believe that the plan is to not play Josh Allen right away, you better bet your ass that Nathan Peterman is going to be the starter week one. Yeah. I agree. Um, now, my qu- now what I'm what I'm trying to figure out is, are they going to sign another vet? I don't think they're going to sign another veteran. You think it's they're you like think Asian they're comfortable American. with? Well, here's the thing: are they comfortable with Allen being the backup? I think it's this, Frank. They are going to sign another quarterback. They are not going to sign another veteran quarterback like a big time kind of veteran presence. It's not like McCarron was lost for the year. Right. It's not like we cut McCarron. Right. He's still here. Right. He can still add that veteran presence to these two players of Peterman and Allen. Nathan Peterman has a year under his belt. 
the coaching staff believes in this guy. A.J. McCarron is still around. They're going to sign an arm so that Allen doesn't play that whole fourth game now. So we're gonna get a Matt Sims, baby. Oh God. We're so you're so you're saying they're gonna sign a quarterback for the rest of preseason. Yes. And then when and then when preseason is over and it's getting ready for a regular season. When they're cutting down cut. to fifty three, that guy's not gonna be a part of it. Okay. That's what I suspect. If they want to save a roster spot for someone, they could put McCarron on the pup. Yeah. You don't get to play till week six, but you've got another player on your roster until week six. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I think that's what the Bills are going to do. I think they're comfortable with where they're at, especially with how Josh Allen's been playing. Right. That that see a, that that's kind of what I that see that's where I'm that's where I'm trying that's where I'm trying to think of because you're absolutely because you're absolutely right. But I I'm still cool question: Are they comfortable with Allen being the backup, or do they if they truly want to sit him for a year? Are they going to sign a quarterback to be the backup to Peterman, and Allen is the third? Yeah, because because now you got to take into because well, now because now you have to take into account what if Peterman gets hurt or he he's terrible when the regular season starts. Are you going to put Allen in? Yes. You want to know why? Because whoever they sign is the third quarterback. Because whoever they sign is not going to have familiarity with the playbook. Unless they get a guy who is familiar with Dable. That's cherry picking at this point, right? And not to mention the talent then. I don't want him ahead of Allen or Peterman anyway. If the guy does know the offense, but he's probably not that good. Does it matter? I think uh, I read somewhere that there was a guy who is a free agent right now who is familiar with Dable because they obviously work together. Frank, uh, you've got a computer over there. I do. Look up free agent quarterbacks right now. Okay. Because here's my big thing. This coaching staff does want to develop Josh Allen the right way. Right. But if his hand is forced, don't be afraid to let the kid fly. Because if the talent's truly there, it's going to be there. Right. And I think that's where we're all at at this point, is don't let him, don't be afraid. Because Allen's kind of proving to you right now that he is not terrible at the very least. I would like to see if he can get first-team reps in that third preseason game. However, that is the dress rehearsal. If this coaching staff thinks that Nathan Peterman has done everything he should to be the favorite to be the starter... Well, guess this. what? He's going to get those first team reps. Yeah. If Josh Allen gets a couple of those reps, though, say Peterman and the starting offense are out there until the first half, and then guess what? In the second half, some teams do put their starters in to start the second half. Right. And guess what? That is where I, that's where I would suspect Josh Allen comes in. Or if Peterman plays terribly against Cincy with the starters, maybe you see him toward the end of the second quarter. With Josh Allen. So there's a lot of ways to look at this preseason game. What I do know is the most interesting preseason game got a whole lot more interesting. Yeah. Because Josh Allen is so close now that us Bills fans can taste it. I I, I think he starts. I think he starts a game against Cincy because it's also his, it would also be his turn to start. He he's, he's he hasn't started by rotation exactly, and I don't. But I don't think that guarantees he starts week one. I wouldn't say that either. I do think this though. What it has been has been a has been this rotation sort of thing with the Bills and like how they've worked their quarterback reps, everything like that, leading up to each game. Hmm. If the coaches truly think that Josh Allen is deserving of those reps, he'll get them. But until otherwise, who knows? I, I'm not suspecting it, really, out of this staff. I'm not. I think that they're going to be more comfortable putting him in midseason rather than having him in right away. 
Matt Moore was the guy I was thinking of. Who now worked, Matt Moore who is, worked with Dable in Miami because when Moore when Dable was decent. the that's the thing like he be like but that doesn't instantly make him QB two because he hasn't thrown any of these guys right so why should he automatically jump Allen here just to protect Allen no that's playing scared I don't want a coaching staff doing that I'm thinking that whoever they bring in. It's going to be a preseason arm so that Josh Allen is not subject to having to play the whole game. Okay. Look how far we've come, by the way, in a matter of two weeks. Yeah. We suspected Josh Allen was going to get all of the reps in the fourth preseason game. Granted, an injury has forced their hand. But Josh Allen has also played well enough that now we don't want him in, in that fourth preseason game. And that's the strangest thing of all. Well, that's if it's he's. It's not that it's the strangest thing. It's that's the, if it's the he's best thing. the that is that's if he is the guy going forward. I still think if he's going to play that fourth preseason game, he's not playing for long. Because the ne- the last thing you want right now, you are definitely out McCarron. The last thing you need right now is to be also out your backup quarterback. Right. Because let's be honest, Nathan Peterman's not going to inspire a ton of confidence in the fan base. Right. <laughs> Especially with his nightmare coming into town week two. Right. With you, you at least need a backup quarterback that has played with these players. And I think what's going to happen here is they're going to sign a quarterback. I think it's not going to be anyone important. Okay. And I'm going to go here. Only because I think it has to be addressed. No, the Bills are not signing Colin Kaepernick. It is not because Colin Kaepernick is undeserving of a job. It is not because Colin Kaepernick is, you know, too polarizing for the Bills. I think it's this. The Bills are going to cut whoever this quarterback is that they sign. How bad do you think the Bills end up looking? Signing Colin Kaepernick and then cutting him two weeks later. Right. It would it would kind of give the NFL the, oh, hey, see, it's not collusion. The Bills signed him, and then they released him. And they're like, what? They what? gave him a job. What? But at the same time, no, I, wasn't never... I think Colin Kaepernick <sighs> is uh, he's better than a two-week arm. Yeah, that and. But I also think that the Bills are not going to sign him just in any instance anyway. And that's the end of that. That and, yeah. I would like to see Colin Kaepernick getting a job. I just know that it's not going to be here. Not in this instance. Mm -hmm. Not in this situation. The Bills are going to sign someone like a a Keith Wenning or a a Matt Sims type. A guy guy who's really not going to be here in the league along with many of the players that play in that fourth preseason game. You still got that list up? Uh, Hang on. You closed it. I did. It's back because up. I'm going to read. I, I want you to read to me the it's quarterbacks. Only 12 now. guys on this list. 12 guys. We've got 12 guys here. Read them to me. Jay Cutler. <laughs> he's on a list? <laughs> the fact that he's on whatever list you're, you've got in front of you, they're wrong. <laughs> Jay Cutler has no interest in playing football. I'm going to find a different list. Probably a good idea. Who was that? <laughs> Were they reputable? Spot track. They're wrong. Yeah. They're great with cap numbers. Not great with hmm. Jay Cutler being a potential quarterback to sign. Let me do this. You know, it's spot track. Go back to that list. Because we could cross out Jay Cutler with a major, large Sharpie. But what else do they have on there? They have Matt Moore. Okay. That's, that's a fairly decent arm. And a guy you could That's the thing. Around. I didn't I don't like this list that much because also uh Jay Cutler's on it. Well yeah, that too. Um Hackenberg's on the list. And isn't he in Philly? Yeah, that's not updated, is it? Yeah. All right, keep going though. Derek Anderson. Didn't he retire? And I I'm not sure, but still. The now suspended Mark Sanchez. 
<laughs> Scott Tolzien. Now that's a player you bring in for two weeks. That's a fourth preseason gamer. Kellen Clemens. Okay. Okay. Josh Johnson. Did he sign? I think he signed somewhere else. Yeah, he's on his 13th team in the <laughs> NFL. <laughs> TJ Yates. The return. Oh, my God. <laughs> Zach Dysert. That, that That's sounds, a guy. That sounds like a fourth game guy yeah. right there. Zach Dysert, former draft pick of the Denver Broncos. Gerard uh, Evans. Oh hey, oh, hey, look at that. A late draft pick quarterback of the Denver Broncos that didn't pan out. Gerard Evans. Okay. Yep. And Trevon Boykin. Trevon Boykin. Yeah. You got into some messy legal stuff. I don't think any team's touching him anymore. So Scott Tolzien. We, Scott we'll Tolzien or Zach Dysert. Yes. That's the kind of guy you're getting for that fourth preseason game. Yes. I hope you're ready. Are there any Heisman quarterbacks that aren't good right now? Like that are available? Because <laughs> we can get like the Vince Young, Matt Leinart kind of thing going here. Oh, my God. Bring in the biggest name of the biggest busts. What kind of busts we got around here right now, Frank? Oh, my God. Christian Hackenberg don't count. <laughs> Christian Hackenberg's so bad that he throws picks in his first two practice, practice throws. <laughs> not making that up. He showed up in Philly through two picks immediately. I know. I know you're not. Uh, that's the stuff that's made of dreams, and I get to laugh at Louie for it. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to get another. There we go. Ryan Mallett. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Ryan Mallett. Ryan, I overslept Mallett. <laughs> There we go. Not much other names I can see. Well, then just rattle off some names. Are there any, A- Alec Torgerson. What? What was Brandon that name? Dowdy. What was that name? Torgerson. Torgerson? T-O-R-G-E-R-S-E-N. Give me that guy. Okay. Or or Brandon Dowdy. Brandon Dowdy. Trevor Knight. These sound like peak. Joel Stav. Joel Stav? Yeah. Is that, isn't that a Wisconsin guy? Maybe. Oh. Joel Stave. I think that's how it's pronounced as Stave. The old Wisconsin quarterback. Well, the former Wisconsin quarterback. Wow. These. These are the names I'm looking for, Frank. Yes. These are the names. He did go to Wisconsin. I thought it was him. <laughs> these are the names that I'm suspecting that they sign. Players like this. Nick Stevens. Yes. Stephen Morris. Steven Morris. He played in Seattle. <laughs> <laughs> the last one on this list that we haven't named is uh, Tyler Ferguson. Okay. Those are the names right there. Those are the ones that you had just said to me. That is your Matt Sims of this year. Yes. The, one of those guys is going to be brought in for preseason game number four so that Josh <laughs> Allen is not subject to potential injury. By the way... Torgerson played at Penn University for the Quakers. The Penn Quakers. Yes. Give me this guy. Yes. He screams process. He's got a cool name. I would totally buy his jersey. He's also young, too. He's 23. You could put him on the practice squad. Perfect. (laughs) He's 23. (laughs) Undrafted 2017. Shocker. And he's been on four teams. Mother of God. This is perfect. This is perfect. These are the names that I am ready for. for I'd like to. I want Torgerson for the practice squad now. I want Torgerson for the practice squad. I I want that guy for the name. 6'2, 229. Torgerson. Yes. Sign Jared Lorenzen if you have to. (laughs) I'm ready. Like, these are the names I'm ready for for that fourth preseason game. So that Josh Allen is not subject to injury because now he is much more valued commodity this year. I want to see what his stats Based were. on his play, not even just based on the depth chart and where the injuries are lying, but based on Allen's play, I don't think anyone wants him playing that fourth preseason game anymore, let alone the whole game. Right. 
So we're going to see what happens here. But it's pretty interesting, though, that Josh Allen has really impressed. When I looked up all the numbers and I crunched the numbers for that article, Frank, Mm -hmm. he was second best in everything. One of his biggest knocks is completion percentage. Second best behind Sam Darnold. Hmm. He has the second most yards. Baker Mayfield has the most. Right. He's tied with Mayfield for the most touchdowns. He has the second most completions. Second most attempts. Completions? Darnold. Attempts? Mayfield. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, he's... He has been, with this rookie class, statistically the second best. Right. Which, by the way... Please give me a draft class that has all five quarterbacks being good in it, or four of the five. That'd be really cool. The NFL needs that. Yeah. Like the the league really needs something like this because Mariota and Winston have not been what they what people have thought. In particular, Winston, yeah. number one overall. Derek Carr had the promise and then it kind of dissipated a little bit. Blake Bortles is actual trash. Jalen Ramsey, you talk about all these other quarterbacks around the league. Why don't you look in your own backyard first and go ahead and look at the actual garbage can attempting to throw passes? (laughs) Okay? Johnny Manziel already out of the league. Teddy Bridgewater should have a job somewhere. Oh, he does. No, I'm talking like a starting job. Okay, yeah. And they're just going to hand this thing over to Darnold. Right. Which, I mean, hey. Pick your poison. I mean, it's cool. Makes sense. Makes least. sense, but at the same time, Teddy's been playing well enough that he should be in the conversation. Yeah, I mean, but probably is. But uh, Teddy Bridgewater yeah, should golf and Wentz. Wentz has been great. Garopp- Garoppolo's played seven starting games for the 49ers. Yeah, great. He's not lost yet, but the dude's got a seven to five interception ratio from last year. You tell me where that's in world ender. Wentz should have won MVP last year. Wentz, Wentz and Watson coming back from injuries. Pat Mahomes, we don't know anything yet. Yep. Pat Mahomes is basically Josh Allen. Yep. Goff will. Goff Jared was Goff, still trying to figure that out. Jared Goff needs to show that last year wasn't a fluke. Yeah. Because this is what Goff is Derek Carr right now. Mm. Derek Carr had that great first season. Yeah. And then it's kind of tapered since. Mm-hmm. Jared Goff had a bad first season. And then he came on in a big way last year. He needs to show last year wasn't a fluke. Yeah. Derek Carr needs to show that his season was not a fluke. When the Raiders went to the playoffs and he got hurt. Yeah. He needs to prove that too. Yeah. Dak Prescott. Meh. Alex Smith is meh. Alex Smith's (laughs) not young anymore. That's also true. (laughs) Yeah. So looking at all, I just went over all the young court. Oh, Mitchell Trubisky. Dude, better figure something out because uh, that could There's be trouble. There's weapons there now. Yeah, there could be trouble if he's not good. Yeah. So we've got a lot of young quarterbacks with a lot of question marks. We have not really had that steadying class in mm-hmm. a while now. Yeah. Well, that always that, be really nice. that always seems to happen, though. Yes, but this would be really nice if we finally get that class where we've got people that are there for staying power. Right. And the Bills and Jets be able to dominate the AFCs the minute Brady finally decides when he's 57 to retire. (laughs) And he's 57. That's what? That's probably true. That's what? 13 years away? Yeah. 14 years away? Yeah. I can't math. I don't know how how old Brady is. I think Brady's like 44. He's 44? I'm going to look it up real quick. I don't think he's 44, bro. I'm going to look it up real quick. He's in his 40s. We know that. I'm going to look it up real quick. He's 42? No, he's 41. Okay. That's what I thought. It was closer to that. Um, he's he's forty one. Yeah. So okay, fine. So in uh, so in the twenty next, year, so in twenty years when Brady retires, <laughs> when Brady retires in twenty years, we're gonna Josh Allen's going to retire before Tom Brady. I hope not. I hope and Allen might have a, and joking. and Allen could have a Hall of Fame career. Allen could have Allen could have a Hall of Fame. career. Allen has a Hall of Fame career. Still no, retires still. before Brady. Allen has a Hall of Fame career. Never wins the AFC East. Gets to the playoffs, and the then B- Tom Brady retires. And then, yeah, and then, Br- and then but always loses. Always loses to Brady. But then you have that one outlier year where New England was upset, and the Bills didn't have to play them, and they win. I'll the take Super- that. I'll I would take legit that. take that. Actually, I'll take that. If that means a Super Bowl win, I'm cool. You know, I, I basically just described Ben Roethlisberger. If Josh, oh, 
You think about it, those th- those three Super Bowls that they have, they never had to face New England. They never had to beat New England. To do it. Right. Yeah. That's all it takes. Have they beaten New England in the postseason? I don't know. I'm going to look that up, too. No, the answer's probably leaning to maybe once. Maybe once? Maybe not. I'm going to look up their seasons. Yeah, you might. Are we talking just in the Brady era? Yeah, in the Brady era. Okay. Have they beaten New England in the playoffs? Or are they having our problem where we can't beat Brady ever? Anyway, while Frank looks that up, Josh Allen, though, has really been looking promising and that's the really big thing about all of this and he's becoming so valued a commodity that we don't want him in this fourth oh yeah they've only won two super bowls by the way oh yeah they still didn't have to play new england to do it um the answer by the way is no they haven't they've never beaten new england games in the playoffs uh let's see here looks like only three games they've played three games gone zero and three against them and in the two Super Bowls that they won, they did not have New England in their way. Nope. Two out of five. I'm going to guess Bengal- one of those years is when the Jets somehow upset no. the Patriots. And then the pa- and the Steelers just had to go through the Jets. They did have to beat the Jets. That was in 2010 when they lost to the Packers. Because oh, of Aaron so Rodgers. The, so they still like they made the Super Bowl, but they still didn't have to go through New England in order to do it. The three times that Roethlisberger has been to the Super Bowl, they never had to face New England. To get there. And they've won twice. 2005, 2008. Seahawks and Cardinals. Anyway. Yeah. My big thing is this. Because we we got a little off track there. Sorry. Um, It'd be great to have a class where we got staying power with quarterbacks. And it would be great if Josh Allen is among them. Yeah. That has that shining star to his name. And it's looking like that Josh Allen. I was expecting a Josh Allen that would have more plays like that one play against Carolina where he panics and he just like heaves the ball away because there's nothing left. I've expected more of that. And what I got, yeah, and what I got in the Cleveland game was, hey, I can do the routine stuff. No problem. I could dance around and shuffle in the pocket if I have to and keep myself in there to make the play. That's what I got, and that is something that I was worried about with Josh Allen's game. Instead, I'm looking at him, and I'm going, okay, we might actually have a thing here. I'm not sticking to my conviction on him anymore. I've been won over by this guy. A, because he is the Bills quarterback, and I'm that kind of person that would accept who the man is because he is the Bills quarterback. Right. But secondly... And again, yes, this is preseason. We've been burned by this before by a Bills first-round pick at quarterback. But I'm cool right now. I'm watching this guy's game, and I'm thinking. And I think. I, like, I'm, I'm still thinking that he shouldn't start the beginning of the season. Well, because Baltimore, L.A., Packers, and Vikings, not a good slate. Yeah. So, But what and I, I am thinking is this, Frank. Hmm. I'm kind of understanding what I was initially reflecting off of Josh Allen. When I was watching these games, I'm like, where are all of you guys seeing this? Now I'm seeing it. Because that Carolina game, he looked good Mm -hmm. in what was a literal defense of his draft stock. Mm -hmm. Playing around people that were not very good. He wasn't facing elite competition either. Oh, hey, look at that. Um, I'm getting another comparison from from his draft time. And then, not to mention, oh, hey, he's still managing to pull things off. Right. Without a good supporting cast. I looked at that game, and I'm like, wow, there were a lot of parallels to something that I shunned. Um, I can kind of see where the frustration lies here now. Now that he's in a Bills uniform, I'm kind of looking at it. And I watched a lot of Wyoming football. For someone that normally does not watch a lot of Wyoming football, I had to scout all of these quarterbacks. You did. We did the college text club. Yeah. We watched football. Mm-hmm. And Wyoming a lot of football. it. Yeah. And I was not impressed with him at Wyoming. What I'm seeing right now in a Bills uniform, 
again in preseason, is not the same player. I'm seeing a guy, one play that happened in that Cleveland game that I was impressed with, it was kind of an uneven thing, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. It was a swing pass to Marcus Murphy. The ball's not there, but guess what he did? He did something that I was always terrified with him with. He saw that there was a blitz. He knew the hot, and he threw it there. Should you have put a little off of it? Yes. Was it complete? No. So it is, in the at the end of the day, a negative play. Right. But he does it again early when he comes in on an out pattern. He knows he's got to get that ball out quick. It is out, and it is slung to the sideline. First down. Let's go. The pass over the middle to Kari Lee. Takes an eight-yard hitch. You want to know why? That was the hot. He knew there was pressure. Greg Williams brought blitzes. Thank you, Greg Williams, for being your blitz-happy self so that Josh Allen could actually understand the concepts of hot at pro speed. (laughs) I've come away impressed over these first two games. And like I said, we've been burned before. And you have to take all this with a grain of salt. No doubt. However, I think this time around, we feel a lot better. Knowing that Allen is developing. And it's more likely that even though we have this major twist in terms of the QB conversation, QB competition with McCarron out, and now it's more likely Peterman starts, it makes you feel better than last time with EJ Manuel because we don't have a Kevin Cobb situation on our hands. Well, no, we do avoid like, all mats. Peterman. Well, no, like, do that's not step on mats. Not even, no, no, no. AJ McCarron is Kevin Cobb. He gets hurt. He's the veteran. He gets hurt. That regime started the rookie. Whereas because they didn't have a guy who they, they had a developmental quarterback in Peterman here now, whereas they didn't back then. Mm-hmm. Because okay. who were the other quarterbacks? Thad Lewis and Jeff Toole. A combined zero starts amongst them. At least Nathan Peterman has a start or two starts under his belt. Yeah. Not a great first one. Obviously. A concussed second one. So he's never But he's got – Nathan Peterman's he's actually, played. I've realized something. Nathan Peterman has never finished an NFL game. Yeah. Because – It's about pre- time. It's about time that starts. In preseason – you don't play the whole game. It's about time that uh, that changes. Yeah, it does. It, it would be good for that to finally change. So, But it's kind of weird. Like I just realized that. I'm like, Nathan Peterman's never finished an NFL game. Well, that'll From change. start to finish, he's never that'll, played the whole game. That'll, that'll change after week one. So, because the previous regime had Thad Lewis and Jeff Toole. Yeah. They're not Nathan Peterman. They're not on that. Now... This regime is going through is potentially the same thing, but they have a guy who they can start. Yeah, true. I think that's I, so. I, I think that right. Saying, I think that's what makes it makes you feel better about this situation compared to the last one. I mean, to be fair, they're going to be fans, and of course, the national media saying, "Wait, Nathan Peterman? Are you serious? No, oh, yeah, you should be putting Josh Allen in." Oh, instead. yeah, absolutely. However. Narratives, man. Narratives, yes. But uh, there's going to be fans, though, that are thinking the same thing. Like, because they only follow, follow the narratives. Because they only follow narratives. They only, they only follow the national media. Yes, the man threw five interceptions. I would like to see if he's not that terrible. Also, I think the Bills still have their plan. Exactly. Plan. The process. Has it altered a little bit? By the way, Mel Kuyper is a giant hypocrite. Is he? Kind of. What do you do we're now? Talking about the plans, right? The process, know, everything like that. Yeah. Mel Kiper yesterday on ESPN Radio said something of the lines of "Do not put Josh Allen in; he's not ready." And I, my jaw dropped. This mm. dude was the shining knight defending Josh Allen, saying stats are for losers. Yeah. As part of his defense for him. Mm-hmm. Now. This same man. Does that make him a hypocrite? This same man is saying 
he shouldn't play week one. Does that make him a hypocrite, though? I mean, if you believe in a if you believe in a guy, you should be sticking to him, right? Because when yeah, because I remember. I know. I know what you're talking about now, with when it, the context. Why? Well, here, let me let me let me explain. Let me ask you this okay. though, because you, you because right during the draft process, he was always like stats were losers when defending Josh Allen. Yet he was using Lamar Jackson's stats and criticizing him for it. Pretty much, that's a hypocrite. By yeah, the way. that was that's that's hip, that is being hip a hypocrite. Now, now it, with Allen, just Allen, at the time during the draft process, he also never said that Allen is a guy who's, who should start right away. But he also never said that he shouldn't. I don't think you could call him a hypocrite for that. I can, and here's why. Because he brings up Sam Darnold later in that clip. And okay, he brings up Sam Darnold. Yes, he says, it's their plan, but they're going to have Sam Donald ready to play, and that means that he should play. Okay. Okay. I see what you're saying now. But Josh Allen has been playing his way into a conversation, which I think is more impressive than having someone gift-wreck the starting job. Right. In Sam Donald. Yes, Donald is good. From all reports in training camp. They believe in him, and they think that the future is not just the future, but it's also now. But had he really had to do anything to earn the job? No, it looks like they were just giving it to him. Yeah. And I'm okay. not there. I don't know. Maybe he really is that much better in practice. Maybe he is playing his way. Yeah, but Teddy Bridgewater has should have something to say about this by the way he's played. But he doesn't. Mm. Josh Allen made himself something gave himself a reason to have a say in this quarterback competition. And that is where I think things are more important to me. Right. Is the man is playing his way into the conversation. We got to end the show soon. Yeah. And so real quick before we do, if you say anything about, okay, go on. I have Alec Torgerson's stats from college. Why? <laughs> Because why not? You want him on the Bills? Here, let's re- let's look at his stats. This is the Leftovers podcast. Yes. He played one game in 2013. Probably came into the game later because he was 6 of 10, 109 yards, and two touchdowns in that one game. 2014, he played 10 games. Threw for... A little less than 2,700 yards, had a just under 62% completion percentage, 14 touchdowns, 11 interceptions. There's going to be a disaster play. 2015, he played nine games, just under 2,000 yards, a 69% completion percentage. That's not bad. That's nice. 19 touchdowns, three interceptions. So he developed at, at good old Penn. And 2016, senior year, 10 games, 2,200 yards, 67% completion percentage. Not as nice, but pretty good. Yeah. 17 touchdowns, four interceptions. Pretty good. So not bad. Not as, not as nice as the last year, but yeah. still pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> Get this guy in the bills. <laughs> for, for the Thank you for somehow listening to the Leftovers podcast. <laughs> I'm Derek Kramer. I'm Frank R. Curry. And we do this every Wednesday and Sunday for we some reason. We do this reason. twice a week. <laughs> but we have good reasons. Yeah. And one of them is, hey, the Bengals are coming to town, bro. Yeah. We have Joe Goodberry, Bengals writer, coming on the show on Wednesday. Cool. We're going to preview some Bengals, look into Cincy, and talk about how many wings Andy Dalton will not have to pay for. Oh, Tyler Boyd, too. The answer, by the way, is all of them. Yeah. Like, if you're Tyler Boyd and Andy Dalton, you're going to be able to just get your fists full of wings and not have to pay a cent. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact. Oh, so the funny. Fact, so, every, actually, so real quick, real quick, real quick. I got more thing on Torgerson. No, no more on Torgerson. No, no. He is absolutely a McDermott guy. 
Did he wrestle? No. Not only does he run, does, obviously his quarterback, he'll run the ball sometimes. Oh, no, he plays another position? He's a punter. We do need a backup punter for the preseason. He's got punting stats. We do need for his last two years. We do need someone because Corey Carter got blasted. He's signing. Torgerson signing. That's Frank's prediction. Yep. By the way, any any redheaded man in Buffalo, go ahead and just try to be Andy Dalton to get some free wings. Yeah. See if you can con someone. Yeah. Oh, you'll be able to. Look at me encouraging this. That's terrible. <laughs> You're a terrible person. Yeah, I know. I would do it. I can't wait I to talk hockey hair. as well. Frank can't wait to talk hockey. He's talking about Torgerson over here. Yeah. He brought a lot about him. <laughs> I don't know what I'm surprised about talking more about, Torgerson or Chad Kelly. I'd rather talk about Torgerson. I'd rather talk about Torgerson. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Like I said, thank you for somehow listening to the Leftovers podcast. I'm Derek Kramer. I'm Frank R. Curry. And... Thank you, as always, for listening, not just to us, but anything on WGR550.com on on-demand audio. Dude, Josh Allen might get to be in the starter. Yeah. What do you think? Bring it at Derek Kramer WGR. Bring it at Frank R. Curry. We'd love to hear from you. Just don't bring me any of your Chad Kelly takes. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.